This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, this sucks. Yeah, so what up? This feels like it's been a long time. Oh man, it's got to be like a month since we did the last one. Yeah, it feels it's, like it. So it sorry to any yeah, sorry to anybody who's listening or whatever. It's uh our hunting schedules have not been the same. <laughs> one yeah. of us is out, the other one's back, and vice versa. Yeah, it's just it is yeah, what it is, right? Crazy month, crazy month of work for me. It's been crazy busy. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And then I was gone for a week. Where'd you go uh, to again? I can't remember exactly where you said. Up north or region six. Yeah. Yeah. Were you doing anything else other than caribou or is it just like 100% on caribou? Just 100% caribou. So, but uh, yeah, it just, and then September just flew by. Oh, like yeah. it just flew by. It's already October. And I was like, well, it's funny too. Cause like you got into town, you were coming into town to, uh, what did you have? You had a dinner or something, didn't you? Yeah, the kids' birthday dinner. So you were gone for a week, right? Came back. You left yeah. on what? Yeah, you were gone for a week. Came oh. back for the kids' birthday dinner. You and I talked, and things were pretty uneventful at that time. And then yeah. we were like, "Man, we got to get we got to get something to talk about here." <laughs> and it panned out because that weekend, uh, shit went down. Shit went down. Yeah. It, uh, let me tell you, it. Uh, we've talked about it on many other podcasts, the emotional ups and downs and the downs are dude after a, a while of going out and whether you, you're not seeing anything or whether you screw like an opportunity up, it eats away at you. And, uh, for those who don't know, uh, this year, my wife, my hunting partner and my cousin from the coast all got an LEH moose, moose draw. And, 
it's it's one of those draws where it it literally could be the last one you ever do and down where i am like i don't go out for the spike fork open season because they're like unicorns super hard to find i'd rather just focus on elk so this year i kind of wrote off my elk season for the most part just to help them out because i knew how precious this these tags were we have two tags for a group hunt so all summer it has been prepped for moose uh and yeah we started i started going out with evie on the weekends i think it was like i think we were out september 9th 10th 11th that weekend opening day rifle and that not and it's all bow for for moose this time of year Uh, moose moose rifle doesn't open up till uh october 15th so we Evie, Evie really, man, I got to give it to her. She, she doesn't come out with me for long stints and she was out for long weekends, every single weekend until the weekend that you're talking like this last weekend here. Yeah. And for those who don't know, we're talking about Pete's better half here. Yeah. And man, she better half me like, (laughs) damn. Um, (laughs) Yeah. She, uh, anyway. Yeah. So it's good to see that one of you is bringing home the bacon. Oh, dude, she has not <laughs> let let me. Yeah, she reminds me every minute she can. We had some of the tenderloin tonight too. And then she actually brought that up that she brought home the bacon. And what am I actually bringing to the to the table here in our marriage? <laughs> it just never ends. What do you bring never. to this relationship, Peter? Uh, she's she's thinking really nothing right now. She told me to go do the dishes after I cook. <laughs> Oh, that's you well, now, eh? So yeah, now you so, got to cook and clean. Yeah, so so that's what I did. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, we 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 did a lot of scouting on the ground, some areas that we you know kind of looked at, and um, there was one day we just went for a cruise. She was grumpy one day. She was done sitting, and she paid her dues. Like we we called for hours and hours and hours in different areas, and she was just done. She's like, "I want to go for a drive and check out some new areas." So we did. Long story short, we're on our way back to camp, and maybe about forty five minutes tops of shooting light, and I spotted this thin white streak, six seven feet up in the air, and I just kind of braked and I was like something I'd driven by this spot many times and I was like there's no poplars there's nothing like that in there and it's like that white thing didn't belong up there so I backed up and put the binos there and sure shit it's there's a nice moose in there can't see the whole body but I saw it turn its head and uh so parked the truck and made a play on it and got in close and uh I'm gonna tell this story because if Evie ever comes on she'll tell a different story and makes me look even worse (laughs) But, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, you, I, you tell your story and we'll get her to tell the truth. It sounds good. I can deal with that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we got close and, you know, she's packing a, a crossbow and, and, uh, so we're getting close. I get it talking a bit. So it's grunting at me. And, uh, I thought I had a good area and then it was like, Oh, maybe I should go down to that little area there. So I had her stay in this one spot and I got down to that area and then I went forward more and then I, and I got, I got too aggressive and I don't know why I started. I started kind of grunting like a bull. It's almost like an elk mentality. Like when you get that close, you can piss the elk off mm-hmm. and it's like, you can seal the deal. Like it's like this thing's in, it's dead, it's done. And talk about a rookie mistake. 
needless to say, he grunted a few times. <laughs> it disappeared. So I thought, well, I'm going to rake a bush then. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work either. <laughs> and when I turned around, my wife was pissed. <laughs> Looked at me and she was like, You're you just did home. everything you told me not to do in the last five seconds. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love so it. So that was that was a long, long drive back to camp. And there was a week in between there. And there wasn't five minutes that went by that she reminded she asked me, Do you remember that time when you chased my moose away? You know, the only one that we've seen all season. Oh so, man, imagine if that dude, was the only one you've seen. Like let it me went differently, you. but it could have easily have gone away where that was the only one you've seen. I was out for another seven days after I dropped her off. Like when I dropped her off and that's when we had a quick chat and then I went out till, you know, the following Thursday or whatever. And we never, I think we saw one in the dark, but Uh that was it. And uh, believe me, it, that's where the mental toughness needs to come in. And it whittled away at me because talk about, you know, it's not like it's my hunt. Mm -hmm. You know, I screw up my own thing. It's whatever, you know, I can get over that, but it's like, potentially screwed up the last potential moose that she saw on potentially the only moose hunt she's only ever going to be on and that chewed on me for a long time so yeah anyway yeah Uh, redemption redemption yeah this uh saturday morning went out and by this time it's day nine for me and my eyes are rolling back i'm exhausted i need an afternoon nap and my wife cracked the whip and said no <laughs> we're going for a drive and we're gonna go hunting <laughs> no nap um, no nap and i just wanted an hour nap just shut my eyes <laughs> and uh my partner had called up a bull in the morning but it just disappeared on him so we're like well we'll go into that area anyway and so we drove down the road there and uh i was like okay this is where we're gonna call and she's like okay she just wanted to go a couple more kilometers to the other end of where we had been hunting turn around come back make a final decision shit you not as soon as we got 50 feet from the road we were going to turn around at this cow moose comes flying on the road and into the bush on the other side and i was like there's a bull following that sure shit this bull came out just full torque and i'm talking the trees moved out of the way for this thing like it had a mission and the trees didn't want to die and the cow uh, was obviously cow was in heat yeah and this thing was hot like I haven't seen this in a long, I mean, we don't have a ton of moose here and then we don't moose hunt every year. So I don't get to, you know, actually see this all the time. Yeah. But man, yeah, that thing had one thing on its mind and that was it. And I thought, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm not a moose hunter because we don't get to do it every year. So my thoughts are, man, it's going to be impossible to pull that bull away from that cow. Like there's no way, but I was like, we got to try something anyway. So we parked what a hundred yards away and kind of walked back close to the road and I could hear it still grunting in the bush. So I gave a couple of little soft calls and it would grunt back, but I couldn't tell cause I couldn't see it if it was grunting at me or if it was still chasing that cow. I could just hear a ruckus, you know, 50, yeah. 60 yards on the other side of the road. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it sounded like it was getting closer and closer. And I heard its hooves hit the, hit the main road. And I was, I looked at Evie and I was like, holy shit, this is happening. I was like, he is coming in. And it was, 
this it was just like a slow play so mm-hmm. your motions are up there and it's just like you see in the in the youtube videos and that this thing is side to side nice and slow and it's just like wah, wah. and i look over at my wife and she's holding her crossbow and she is shaking like a leaf because this thing isn't small i mean we're not talking alaskan moose but for around here this thing's big yeah like it's a yeah. nice moose well i mean uh, any oh. moose really you know is big yeah so i i positioned us side by side so i could kind of I, I could be there and still whisper you know talk her through it and all that kind of stuff yeah and uh i actually had to stop calling because this thing thing came straight on us there's a little bush in our way and i told her i said it has to get past that bush before you can shoot and you can't shoot until it you know don't shoot it while it's looking at us please um because at this point it's 20 yards away and i had to stop calling because it was beelining for us and i honestly thought it was going to walk over top of us and i didn't know i didn't know what i was going to do so it stopped like it stopped at 15 yards from us and my wife's shaking, like, and then, you know, trying to calm her down, which is yeah. easy for me to say. Were you guys like, was you, you guys were just standing there? Did she have a rest for no, like a tripod she, or anything? She was free, free handing it. And cause we, I didn't know if we were going to have to, I didn't know if we were going to have to make a play onto the other side of the road and go into that side of the bush. Right. And it happened so fast with him coming back that we had no choice, but to stay put. So I just told her to keep the crossbow down as much as possible because she had no shot. I, yeah. I, I knew that. And I was just like, it has to, it has to lose interest in us. It's either going to keep walking broadside or it'll turn and walk broadside or it'll turn around and go back the other way. So I said, as soon as it moves, pull that thing up and get the crosshairs on that shoulder. And I'll tell you when to pull the trigger. And sure shit, it happened pretty quick after it stared us down. I mean, this thing's drooling. I've never seen anything like this before. It is drooling. And uh, my wife says they made some good eye contact and she was a little nervous at what the bull wanted from her. (laughs) It it turned and I was just like, no. And she pulled the trigger. It was a little far back, but those lungs on those things are huge. They're huge. So it was a double lung shot a little farther back than what she wanted, but I mean, it's like bang, bang, you know, that delay, even though the moose is turning slow, it's still fast when you look yeah. back at it. And, uh, did the bolt it, go right through her? it? I think it, it broke a blade and I think it hit a bone on the other side. So yeah. the whole arrow was inside the bull, Yeah. but I think it hit square on with the rib. So whether it nicked a rib on the way in and then hit a rib on the way out, um oh so the bolt did go right through though like it was it passed oh through? yeah the bolt was inside it just didn't go in one side and out the other oh, like it yeah, wasn't okay, on the ground yeah, yeah. it was in the body cavity so that's why i think it, it clipped a rib on the way in oh, and yeah. that's my theory anyway i was yeah, too sure, tired when i was getting it to care to look <laughs> it's yeah. too much work ahead but yeah the whole thing was in there so it uh it piled up i'd say less than 70 yards from where she shot it and it was maybe 40 off the road on a 90 degree, but there's too much windfall in there. So we kind of cut a trail in the way that it went. So the long way. Yeah. And then I had three extra feet of rope. So it took some ingenuity, but we managed to pull it out with the truck instead of having to quarter it up and pack it out. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. Dude, it was. Good thing it wasn't four feet or else. Oh, 
<laughs> I might have called back to town. Like, and the funny thing is, too, is my partner left camp the same time we left um, to go hunting. He was heading home. Oh, really? Yeah, he was done. Oh, okay. So it was a good thing I had my in reach. I tried chasing him down. I was like, let's leave that bull for an hour because I didn't hear it crash. And that's because it happened to land in an open area, no trees, yeah. just soft grass. Grassy. But I was like, I'm sure it didn't go far, but I don't want to bump it. So we went after my partner trying to catch up with them, but I couldn't do it. So I just started in reaching him and his spouse. And I was like, if he doesn't check his messages, call him as soon as he hits self service, tell him to drop that trailer and get his ass back out here. <laughs> and yeah, so it took about three hours to get it out, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't physically demanding, which was lucky. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my winch deck that I have made up for the back of my truck, I mean, my brace chains that chain it to my truck, they broke. This thing was so heavy to get in. So I got some reinforcing to do with my winch and all that kind of stuff. And mm. it is well, everything. Those are, they're big fucking animals, man. They're huge. Yeah. Tanks. You forget how big they are until you see them down. Like even seeing them on, like just seeing them. Oh, it's not the same as having it down and having to deal with it. You know, like I'm used all to seeing elk. It comes real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I see elk all the time, but I don't see moose all the time. And it's go, oh, yeah, yeah. It, they're about the size of an elk or whatever, maybe a little bigger. And then you see even a small one in here, like, holy cow. That's a lot of animal. Yeah. They're and that's, big. that's, that's no elk. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a big, big animal. Huge. Huge, like ridiculous. If anybody hasn't been up close, and it's still, it's different. You know, they look big from a hundred yards away in a vehicle. You know, try yeah. standing fifteen steps from one. Well, when you see them too, you like you 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 see them. You can see them from a long ways away. Like mm -hmm. you're not gonna miss it. So, were you guys? What were you guys focusing on? Like cut blocks, swamps. We tried everything at first because, like I say, I'm I'm not. You know, I I what I know of them. You know, look in the swamps, look in this, but these moose out here um they do like their swampy areas but they love their heavy heavy timber yeah like you'll like find them at critters. the top you'll find them in the slides but right now it, i we saw a little bit of sign in a couple of the cut blocks that were up higher uh but not enough for us to like that's where we're gonna stay you know like focus so we kind of went up and down and um kind of like mid-mountain kind of deal really and uh but it's, it's the beginning of the rut. They're actually in the main part of the rut right now. So I'm going to assume that when we go back out in rifle season, the rut's going to be done. And I've got no idea where to look for them. I'm going to assume those things are going to go up high and start. Well, it depends start. on the weather. Like, what's your guys' weather doing? Uh, well, well they're we, not going to go trucking up high if, there's, if, you're, if the snow's pounding down up there. We're supposed to get a big temperature change next week, I think. It's supposed to start hovering around, you know, 10 degrees as a high and then zero. Yeah, because our weather's changing here too, like, which yeah. is good because like Saturday was 33 degrees. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I think the hottest it hit out there was 20 degrees. And the day Saturday when we were out there, it was 15 degrees was how hot it was. But, it, you know, it's minus two, minus three in the morning. Oh, really? So it, yeah, see, it was, we're like, we're still in the... We're still in like the mid teens. Oh, early, okay. like for lows. Yeah, no, it was, I couldn't have asked for better weather. I mean, it, you know, it would have been nice to not have it quite as warm, but the cools were perfect. Like minus three, like that's awesome. Yeah. 
yeah. easy to dress in. And we didn't have any rain. Um, so it's not like we were sitting in rain, you know, cold, wet. Yeah. One thing when you're moving around in the bush, you know, chasing an elk or something, or, you know, it's still, don't get me wrong. It's not, you know, that enjoyable, but it's different than just sitting still. Yeah. So, yeah. Moving around is was... definitely better than, uh, well, I mean, depends how you look at it, I guess. Yeah. I guess more each fed, to their own. Yeah. I guess it depends on the animal too. Like, you know, you got your whitetail hunters who are tree stand, you know, a lot of tree stand hunting and blind hunting and stuff down the States. Yeah. And... Well, that's the only way, like the only way effectively to hunt whitetails that, I mean, spot and stock's tough. Yeah. Um, like, especially with the boat. I mean, I only hunt them with the bow. So, but like just, yeah. Um, ambush hunting is the only way, most effective way I found for whitetails. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I got to agree more. And yet with the moose, you want to use your voice and you want to use those, you know, the calling and the wind to your advantage to carry that sound. Yeah. You yeah. Like want... depends on what it is. Like my, my draw for moose is in November. It's all November. Oh, okay. So we're going to be hitting the low areas and we have the same, we got the same group hunt you guys have, which is yeah. three of us are allowed two moose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're all November. We're going to be focusing on the low areas because. And why the we, low areas? Well, we're planning. Typically, there's a lot of a lot of snow up higher already. Okay. So we'll find them down in the flats, down a little lower. Typically, that time of year. Okay. Um, we don't have a drop of snow here yet. I'm shocked. Like in the mountains. Yeah, well, we don't have any snow here. But I mean, by like, you know, we're in just the beginning of October here. So yeah. by November. Yes. We're going to have snow on the ground, especially in the higher elevations. We're going to have, there'll be, there'll be a foot or two of snow up there. Yeah. And so they start to make their way down. We find anyway. Okay. Like yeah. I, I've never had that draw. Um, but like my brother had that draw. He had the October draw because okay. it's a little differently in, in eight, in region eight here. You can apply for like, I like that system that you guys have where you have the early archery option. Mm -hmm. um, here we just have, you can go all October or okay. all November. They, my cousin had Does the it all matter October. rifle? Does it matter with rifle or archery no. or what? No. Oh, okay. No. There's no, there's no bonus for archery, which would be cool if they did. Yeah. Because um, then it would allow you to hunt in a run. Because I know my cousin got a draw somewhere else. I can't remember if it was region five and they had an early, they had an early option for archery too same as your same setup as you guys have okay but for us it's just october november and like okay. we found i've just historically i've seen more moose in november just because they're down low okay you're not trucking through and like you get up into the higher elevations that fuck it's just so thick in there right oh yeah so yeah and we it's didn't not... have any luck finding moose for those for, for either of them when they had their draw and some of the slides that I looked at, I'm sure those, the alders and stuff in there, they got to be eight, 10 feet high. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going in there. Like one, I can't shoot in there. Um, well, yeah, you just get handcuffed in there and you can't see anything. And uh, yeah. the shitty thing is, is in like October, rut's already over. Yeah. So like the bulls are already, you know, they're already laying down now or they're just tired or they move back up or whatever that they do, they're doing. So it's tough. We found, I found just, I see them more, like not including September, but I see them more in November than October. 
So are you going to be doing a lot of like driving around, trying to cut a track and then going after it? Or what's your, how are you going to try to find them? Even though you're looking in the low areas, like what's, cause I, I've heard that, you know, that late season, they can, they can tuck up into a very, very small area. And yeah, they can, but they're going to have to come out. They're going to have to look for water, right? They're going to need water. So we found them near water sources. There, there's a like that one river there, one of the tributaries off the Kettle River. Yeah. We've seen lots of like lots of late season, like November moose in there, oh, okay. just getting water. It's yeah. not a big area, but I mean, you can glass. So just, just plug away, man. Depends on how much snow we get too. Like, man, we've had like five feet of snow up in there in november so but whatever snowshoes are good that's a lot of packing with the snowshoes it's actually like you put that like i use the same thing for whitetail and i just throw them in that sled and pull it behind me oh it's not bad that's that's actually easier than packing it out in a backpack to be honest well i don't doubt that because yeah that thing i guess going down a hill you just do it backwards and let it slide in front of you hey and just hold it yeah back, i or... just i just push the whole thing down it just hits a tree or oh, it's gotcha. a bush i mean unless it's like but when do you ever see that in the bush right yeah so yeah, no i doubt. just throw it down the hill yeah i've got one of those sleds too so i know yeah what that's what i about. use yeah i use that for whitetail hunting it works awesome i'll just use that in my snowshoes i like that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's money money yeah. well, so you yeah. guys when does that draw in when did you guys draw in november 15th Fuck, that's a long draw. Eh? That's a long draw. But if you think about it, the rifle is only a month. Yeah. Which is what most people do. Yeah, I guess. But you like, know, yeah, like, it's money you get that during the rut for archery. Oh, and I was lucky enough. And this is why I thought this is probably the last time we'll ever get the draws. Because four years ago, we actually drew the same tag. Yeah. You guys, and though, I, not the group that got it again. Pardon me? Your group, though, right? Uh, well, group. we didn't. My, I think my wife was actually in with me at that time. And yeah, because we we didn't quite have the same setup for people. So I'm pretty sure she was with me. I know there's one or two other people that... Yeah, we've separated a couple of times. We've got it figured out a little better now how to do the draws or just up our odds for the families because we hunt together anyway. Yeah. So it's like, you know, my my hunting partners with my wife and his spouse is with me and vice versa. And we got some family and some, you know, like we got three in each side so that if somebody's out of town, but one of us is going out and we have, you know, a, a good lead on a, on an animal, whoever's got the tag, there's going to be somebody in one of the households with the tag. So you grab that person and okay, let's go. Like, right. Yeah. You're up. We got a good lead. You can't turn it down or, you know, like, yeah, I hear you. You're on to something. So getting it twice within whatever it is, five years. Very, very few people get that. I know yeah. people gone 20 years without getting it and they've given up. Like it's, it's weird. Dude. So I like, there's an elk draw around here and it is like really hard to get. I only know one person who's got like one person within my little inner circle. Who's got it. I met a guy two weeks ago. He got the draw this year. And he got it in 2020. Where is he? Well, how far away is he from? He lives in Kelowna here. Really? And I was That's like, bizarre. Fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and then he's yeah. telling me about the other draws he gets. He gets like a, the, the one moose draw where they, 
think they give out one tag and it's like a sure thing. He said, Oh, I've gotten that three times. And I'm like, what? Unreal. Fuck. Yeah. That, yeah. It's that's the shitty thing about the lottery. Yeah. Some people get that draw four times and then people never get it. Yeah. And I feel, I don't feel guilty. I'm going to clarify that right now. <laughs> I've capitalized. No, I don't feel guilty for getting it. No, no. When you get it, when you get no. the draw, you're like, oh fuck everybody else. But it but sucks. At the same time, when you're sitting there, you don't get a draw. At the same time, I do feel you know some empathy for the people I know who've been putting in forever. Yeah, and they haven't got it, but it's like, well, sorry, um, sorry, not sorry. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like, go... obviously you're gonna take advantage and like it's oh. you're obviously you love like you love the lottery system. When you're getting shit, when you don't, yeah. it's like this fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, like, but we've already talked about that. I, we yeah, could switch, it and I'd be happy with it. It is what it is, right? It's it's life, and when you get it, take advantage of it. Set aside your elk hunting, your deer hunting, whatever it is, to focus in on that tag. If if it's that hard to get, you do not want to end up at the end of the year and say, "I wish I had done more." Yeah, if you've done everything you can and you strike out there's no regrets like you've done everything it's it just didn't work out it's it's hunting it's oh, not yeah. shopping no that's just it and i mean you're gonna so and that's why i sacrificed you know 99 of my elk season i did a little bit in archery season like september 1st kind of deal that first week i got some elk hunting in had some close calls you know a couple five points broadside but 80 yards um yeah, so, you guys had a, you guys had seen you guys had quite a bit of action at the beginning. Yeah, right? yeah, at the beginning there, and then lots of hunters, lots of this. And that, you were thing. you were gone for that whole week. Uh, it seemed like it, but it was just like five days, really. It was just because oh, of the yeah. weekend and not like. The way did you it even fell. work in September? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just say I save a lot of bank time and a lot of holidays for hunting season, and they know <laughs> it. Like whenever I'm on a water dig or a sewer dig or something like that, I'm just like, ah, yeah. So that's the first week of September off there for that one. And uh, the next one comes up. I guess I'll see you at the end of October. <laughs> that's awesome. But it's it's good that way. And it's flexible too. I change it all the time. And we work as a crew. So, you know, if somebody needs something off, we just swap stuff around so that everybody's happy. And yeah, but they know that's my season. So it better be important if I'm going to give it up, which I yeah. don't mind doing, but it better be important. <laughs> Yep. Otherwise, it can wait. <laughs> so now you're going, you're just going to worry about elk. Um, nope. I am. Well, we might go out this weekend because I, I'm totally out of the loop for elk right now yeah. for my normal areas. Um, we might go out for a week. Sorry, the weekend, maybe just a day trip. It's uh, just trying to catch up with the house, close, tore apart the trailer because heading back out in a week and a half for. Uh, uh another big stint. So I got to make sure everything's tightened up and kind of like you with work and that it's like, I got to make sure everything's squared away. And then I'm trying to work on Evie's skull right now. I'm just like, just before this show here is out pressure washing it after boiling it, not boiling it, but simmering it. And I'm just trying to get the main chunks of meat off and everything. So I can do a Euro mount, but we get a lot of bears in town. So it's like, I'm just trying to get the yummy parts gone. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we can get into all that. I actually uh, was been talking to Dan about coming on the show. He does. The, he's got Dan Harvey. He does the. He's the Beetle guy. Mm. So and he used to do all that stuff. So he does whitening and all that stuff. So 
Yeah, I was thinking maybe that. we get into that and give some tips for guys who want to DIY it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll yeah, get him on. Um, what the fuck was I going to ask you? I forget. I don't remember. Old age, man. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> no, yeah. but uh, I feel like I feel like November is my month. So I mean, I. Um, is that because of mule deer? Or is that because of the or just? Well, you know, like I was start. up north there chasing caribou and like bow hunting caribou is like, I don't know if you've done it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and like, it was just bad weather, foggy, rainy, windy. Um, and like that place isn't the same as it was the last time I was up there. So, but you know what I'm just like, I'm most pissed at is if I would have went out one more day. I would have got that muley that I missed. Oh yeah. On opening day. Because yeah. I was leaving on the third. I went out opening day and I fucking missed that. And I was I was right pissed until last week and I when I went to go check my trail cameras. Then it it kind of just everything just settled back into place where it should be. I was I got over him quickly. So yeah. so we, what what all changed up north then from the first time like I can't remember. Were I just sent you a picture or? of my what I had on my trail camera. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like it, it's just logged. Like there's yeah. a lot, a lot of road access um, that wasn't there before. A lot of logging that was in the areas that weren't there before. Okay. Just seems like a different place. I mean, I was there a long time ago. So, but yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it was just different. But I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, what do you do? not gonna like you said it's hunting it's not shopping yeah Yeah, i wish it was that easy but it's not yeah and then anyway so that that muley that velvet muley i missed i (laughs) that's that picture on my trail camera is what kind of just i got over missing the muley the other muley uh yeah i would say holy crap yeah so um so yeah i'm gonna try to Try to find that guy. He's around. Need any help? <laughs> <laughs> That's you're gonna shoot your bow, and I'm gonna try to knock your arrow out of the air and get another yeah, shot on the go. <laughs> that's a butte, man. That's uh yeah, that's a tank. That's that's something exciting there. Yeah. Drop my phone there. But yeah, that's a nice that's nice. So that's that's a lot bigger than that. But I wanted one in velvet. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year, like next year. And I should, you know, it's tough with work though. Like there, I had a lot of shit going on with work that, you know, it's better now it's squared away and it's getting back to normal. But, um, and uh, you know, the thing is if, if you got to take care of that shit before you're worried about hunting and doing all the other stuff, because I mean, the reality is that's what, that's what keeps you going. Right. So well, that's what you're um, coming home to. So if you don't have it squared away, you got a nightmare to come home to potentially. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think next year, like I'm not going to plan any hunts. I'm not going to plan any hunts for the early, early, okay. um, September. I'm just going to plan them for either late September or October. Uh, I don't imagine I'm going to get a, another moose draw for ever for a while. Yeah. So, but this year, I mean, like I said, I got that November moose draw. Muleys are still open. Yeah. White tail. I don't really hunt my white tail till December, but you know, black bear is still open. Uh, elk's closed, but I think I'm going to go, we got Thanksgiving coming up. 
which is kind of like a big family event thing. Yeah. So that's kind of writes me off for doing any hunting, but it, it's been fun too. Like I've just been, I, we've been out hunting with, the, like I've been taking Wyatt out lots. Yeah. He's been hunting hard, like hard. I mean, you gotta tell you gotta tell me about that. You gotta tell everybody else about that because I'm pumped. I'm I'm yeah about his I'm black bear. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. He was uh it was funny right after he shot it. I, I had to calm down, like, hey man, you need to calm down. Like, <laughs> like calm. he didn't have any bullets left in his rifle, so it didn't really matter, right? Like, so <laughs> but he had to call. I was like, dude, you need to calm down, like breathe. I'm like, look at me breathe like relax relax he's like man i feel like i just accomplished my reason for living oh that's <laughs> awesome and i was like dude you're 10 years old like <laughs> it's exciting but just chill we got to be calm here so yeah what well, anyway so um we've been hunting hard like we've been going out we've been out i was gone man i was gone till the i think i got back on the 10th the second weekend, so I left the first week of September. I left that Saturday morning. Yeah, I got back the second Sunday, and then uh, I was home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We went hunting Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Didn't get anything. Got a couple grouse. Well, uh, what a grouse! That's what that thing had steroids. Was that oh, that one? Yeah, that one. That one I say. Yeah, yeah, that. I you guys have never huge. seen a gross this big before. This thing looked like a turkey. Yeah, it was insane. It was huge. I should have, like, stupid me, I should have waited. I should have figured it out. But, like, but like by the time I I got a look at it, I was like, dude, that's a huge, that, that thing is fucking huge. That thing is massive. He already had it, like, breasted, and so it wouldn't have <laughs> mattered. Anyway. He already had it taken care of. Yeah. But, uh, and then, so we hunted the next weekend. Um it was a holiday for them. Yeah, they had a, They didn't have school that day, so I took the day off work. We hunted Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nothing. Wow. And then it was coming up. So he's a youth, so he gets that early. He could shoot any mule deer buck up until September 30th. So I was like, "Well, listen, dude, like, oh really? Uh, yeah." And it was the um, it was the uh, um reconciliation day so it was a day off so we went and that was the 30th so again we went up thursday night hunted all day friday it's funny turkey opens on saturday right opens again on saturday here yeah we must have seen 70 turkeys on friday really yeah at least so it was um uh that saturday yeah we've seen a little that Saturday, we seen a little buck. And it just wasn't enough time. Like, we seen a little spike muley buck, but there just wasn't enough time to get him. Like, he, we seen it. We were coming around a corner. We're driving to this cut block. And so we we're coming around a corner. And uh, the, we, like, the deer were 10 feet off the road. So they kind of scattered. Um, there was a, a doe, a couple fawns, and that little, that little tiny buck. So we kept driving. I seen the little buck. So we kept driving. Then we kind of like cut up high behind it. We waited a bit. We could see them down below. But I mean, it, I, and plus the thing is like, I'm standing there looking at this deer and I'm standing upright. I'm six feet. You know, he's four foot something or however tall he is. So I'm looking through my binoculars and he's like, I don't see it, dad. I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, 
dude, it's right fucking there, man. Like how, I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, dude, it's right there. How can you not see the thing? He's like, I don't see it. So I was like, I'd remind myself, okay, like just chill out here. Like I'm, I'm getting too excited. So then we kind of moved to a different spot and then like, sure. Like it, it walked into this one opening. It was walking through and it kind of stopped and looked at us and there was maybe five seconds, but it just wasn't enough time for him to get set up. So he would have had to get, you know, get set up, get a shot. Yeah. And then he would have been standing freehand. And then I was just, you know, I wasn't worried about it. I'd rather him just have a perfect shot than have a shitty shot. Then either he have a bad experience or we're tracking a deer for the next two days. Right. Yeah. He'd rather be the right situation. Yeah. Yeah. There's never a point. If, if everybody's got to rush it, then you got to second guess yourself, especially a kid. But yeah. no, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's his first minimal that's experience. His first big game. Yeah. 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 You don't want to, you want to make sure that it's a good shot, good situation. You know, when you get better and you get faster, you can make those split decisions. And yeah, you know, they, it wasn't a far point, shot. It was maybe 50 yards, but yeah. still it was, uh, it would have been a rush shot. Yeah. So he would have had a, you know, chamber around, get yeah. it in the crosshair, shoot it and like freestanding and like, when we were out of the range, he was hitting, like he was hitting the target. Like we had one of those, uh, you know, there's like the deer targets on paper. Yeah. And like he was hitting, he was hitting the deer nine times out of 10, you know what I mean? But not great placement, you know, like, I mean, he's 10 years old. Right. So, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I wasn't worried about it too much. I mean, he, he was kind of, he was pretty pissed about it, but I was like, dude, it's, you're not going to shoot like you're going to see lots of animals you're going to miss you're going to have bad hits this is all part of it so i mean yeah. you're, to be honest you're better off not taking a shot than having a bad shot so and teaching that and then having him understand it after a while too i makes a person a better hunter yeah oh yeah you definitely can, you always have another chance at that animal later on whether yeah. it's that afternoon whether it's the next day yeah or it's and, still yeah. there yeah exactly exactly so and that's what I told him. Like, you know what? I mean, we're going to see other animals. I mean, and he's like, well, it's, he kind of was like, felt rushed. He's like, I'm like, dude, you're 10 years old. This is your first year hunting. Like, don't worry. You're going to get lots of opportunity to hunt. Like, and then you can still go for mule deer after today. You just, they're only four, you have to shoot a four point. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you still get, he can still get any white tail buck and he had a black bear tag. So, and then we were out the next day and, uh, we were walking around and um, we weren't seeing much. And I was like, man, we haven't seen any black bear, which is weird because we've been seeing a lot of black bear scat. And so we're walking back down to the truck and uh, we come around the corner. And then I just looked down into this cut block, like the edge of a cut block. And sure enough, there's a little, there's a black bear standing in there. And I was like, why? I think that's a black bear sitting over there. I put my binos on it. And I was like, yep. I'm like, there's a black bear. I'm like, it's probably like a three or four year old black bear. You want to shoot it? And he's like, hell yeah, I want to shoot it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, calm down. You're not going to shoot it from here. So I said, well, let's walk up. Let's get up back onto the road and we'll walk up towards the truck. And then we'll sneak down the side of the bank and then you can shoot it from there. So we just did that. We walked up to the road it wasn't in sight and he's like dad it's not going to be there dad he's panicking dad it's going to be gone it's going to be gone it's going to be gone i'm like dude it's going to be in the exact same <laughs> spot relax so we get, get up to like where like we're on the road that the truck was at the end of it and so we walk up and then like we're walking around the corner and i'm just peeking my poking my head up and just trying to see it without it seeing us too close 
So I catch it and just doing its thing, right? It's got its nose down. It's just chewing on berries and doing bear things. So then we snuck down off the road to this little clearing and we were kind of just quietly working our way along till we can get, you know, hundred. I wanted to get within a hundred, but we were about 120 and I was, it got a lot steeper and then it got thick. So we wouldn't have had line of sight. Gotcha. So, and I had, um, I had a tripod shooting stick I carry. I just been using it as a walking, like just using it as a walking. So we're not going very far. Yeah. So I set that up for him and I was like, okay, relax, relax. And he's, he's just jacked at this. Like he, he's Jonesing, right? <laughs> so I'm like, you got to relax. I'm like, okay, chamber around, flick that safety on. And I'm like, okay, breathe. So I set the scope up. I'm like, do you see the, where the bear is? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, put your gun up here. Calm down, get it in your crosshairs. Don't touch that safety till I tell you to. So he's like, he's like, okay, I see it. I see it. You see it? I'm like, hey, where are you shooting? I'm like, you know, he's like, he's like, I got it right on its shoulder. I'm like, no, back up a bit. Go, go center to center of the bear. And he's like, okay, I got it. And I'm like, okay, flick your safety off. And then when you're comfortable, you can pull the trigger. And then it was like, click bang. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, the bear dropped. And I was like, oh. And he's like, I, I got it. I got it. I'm like, no, chamber another round. Keep your crosshairs on it. And I'm, I'm looking through my binos now. And I'm like, why? It's getting up. It's getting up. Shoot it again. And he's like, and he pulls the trigger again and he hits it again. And it dropped again. And now it's just kind of running around, right? It looked like it was going to get up. I'm like, okay, what? Zoom in a bit with your scope. Aim for right behind its front shoulder and hit it there. And he did. And he missed. I was like, okay, calm down, calm down. He's like, he's freaking out, right? Like he's just like, he's just so jacked. I'm like, I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. I'm just watching with my mind. all right. I'm like, don't chamber another round. I'm just trying to get him to calm down a little bit. I'm like, okay, calm down, calm down. I'm watching. It's not going anywhere, but it's moving around. Like it's pulling itself. So I'm like, hey, calm down when you're calm, find it in your crosshairs, same spot right behind six inches behind his front shoulder and pull the trigger again. And he does, and he missed again. And I was like, okay. I'm like, just relax. Calm down. I'm like, go in your backpack, pull out a couple more bullets, and give them to me. And I'm watching the bear the whole time. It was it was pulling itself, crawling. Yeah. So I could tell it was hurt. Like, it, it, I didn't think it was going to get up and run away. So I was like, hey, Wyatt, calm down. I'm like, um, load, your, load your magazine. Give it to me. I grabbed his rifle. And I said, okay, come behind me let's get down a little closer and then we're going to have a look. So we got down, we cut half the distance and I can see it through the binoculars and he, and he blew its spine apart. It wasn't oh, like, yeah. yeah, it was, it was mangled. So I said, okay, well let's give it a couple seconds. We'll see if it, if it dies. Um, so we sat there for maybe a minute, minute and a half and it wasn't dying. It was still just like trying to pull itself. It was just, so I was like, okay, well let's walk up a bit and then we'll come back down on the other side of it. Cause the, the cut block was higher on the other side. So we cut around, went on top of it and uh, I set him up again. And I was like, Hey, Wyatt, very care. Like take your time, breathe one more shot. Just put it out, you know, put it out of its misery. And, and then the set his last shot, he, he, yeah, it was good. He nailed it. So. Awesome. That was a good learning yeah. experience for him. Yeah. It was funny, but he had to, uh, went like, when his magazine ran out, man, like he was jacked, he was jacked. Like, 
I was like, dude, you need to calm down. <laughs> he was just like, yeah. <laughs> but um, even after, right? Then I, you know, even after I said, okay, it's dead. And he's like, he's freaking out. I was like, okay, stop, stop. Where's that? <laughs> where's that muzzle? Like muzzle control, buddy. Where's that gun pointed? And then, you know, he, he's just a kid, right? But like, I mean, even adults do it too. But then I had to like stab to it. Like, hey, number one, gun, point it up. Make sure it's unloaded, right? Okay, so he unloads it, right? It's ready to go. Well, he can chamber another one, but um, yeah. So, and then I was like, okay, hey, you give me the gun and I want you to follow right behind me. And so we walked up to it and then it like we walked up to his dead. And I said, okay, when you get up to an animal, first thing you do is take your barrel, poke it in the eyeball. Yeah. Right? Poke a couple of times, make sure it's dead. Um, and yeah, sure enough. And then he was just like, yeah, he was just, ecstatic so i said okay we'll get down beside your bear we'll take a couple bit pictures and then uh and then the work begins so and then um yeah we took a couple pictures cut his tag um which he loved he was pretty pumped about cutting his tag and uh then we it was getting dark at that time so we had to put the headlights on and headlamps on and yeah we that's awesome. we gutted it and pulled it apart right there and then we I, well, we shouldn't say we, I packed it up to the truck. Yeah. <laughs> we got out of there and yeah, we brought it back to, uh, to wherever, like to our trailer, where to my folks place there. And, um, we pull up and, um, why it gets out, nobody says anything. eh? and he's just all nonchalant. So my wife's like, how was hunting? Why? He's like, that wasn't bad. Killed a bear. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> i so love like, it what yeah so they all went to the back and i'm pulling the bear out and, and yeah grandma and everyone they couldn't believe it that's awesome yeah i love it just yeah, going out with some funny. swagger oh yeah he's like yeah it's good kill the bear no biggie I got but yeah it was good and you know like um <laughs> through the process like he asked he didn't want to miss a step a step right and he didn't want he you know i did a few things for him but he took care of everything else by himself, you know, and it was in the dark too. And we did it and we know we took the hide off and we quartered it, cut all the meat off. Um, there was a, like where he hit it in the spine. It, it kind of sucked cause it's, we didn't get a lot out of tendon lines, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but we got all the meat we could and pulled the hide off and, uh, yeah, we took the, we, we took the hide off. We got it in the freezer. I don't think we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do with it. Um, but Bear he's getting the skull. Yeah. He's Bear getting brats the, are really good. Yeah. And uh so we're gonna take and then we're getting he's getting the skull done. So nice. Yeah. But uh yeah, he was telling me he was uh he told everybody at school, even his teachers, principal, everybody. <laughs> What'd you do on the weekend? Why killed a bear? I love it. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. It was uh it's funny um we're driving back and he's vibrating like vibrating and i was thinking like i don't like i don't i don't get like i don't get like that you know what i mean like you don't get that that excited you know what i mean like you're excited obviously you're excited but you don't get that shaking vibrating i yeah. like i don't get that yeah and I was like, I was kind of jealous. I was kind of envious. I was like, fuck, man, I wish I got that. Cause like, you could just see the excitement and like, just like, 
everything in his face and just like you know his mannerisms like just everything you know it's like yeah and you can just hear it in his voice right like even the next day and i was like man i was kind of jealous i was like fuck i wish i got like that's awesome yeah Yeah, it's it's, and, and i always wonder too like um one of my nephews has shown some interest in hunting and i think once he gets all his stuff set up um i'll probably take him out for a deer and stuff like that yeah and it'll be interesting he's a little older he's 16 um but i hope to see that same thing exactly yeah and you know it's not it's not an age thing you know i've been taking wide out since he was four and like yeah um i think it's it's not an an age thing thing. it's an individual thing and i think it's just you know it's i mean it's awesome i mean if you're 10 years old or 40 years old if it's your because i got i have friends out like we're going out with friends next weekend they're my age and they've they've been hunting for a few years now and they've never been able to connect them uh they both they got two of them coming out and they've never been able to connect with a deer they both want to shoot a deer yeah um they just i mean they've missed they've had opportunities they missed they got panicked they you know shit like that it happens yeah um but it's funny like I asked Wyatt at the beginning, he's like, Wyatt, what do you want for tags? And like, he, at the beginning, he listed off all these tags. He's like, Oh, I want an elk tag, moose tag. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay. But like pick three, like, what do you want? He's like, well, I'm like, you want a mule deer tag, obviously, and a, a whitetail tag. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, I want a bear tag. And I was like, you want a bear tag for sure? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I got him a bear tag. And like the last thing I thought, the last thing I was thinking that he was going to shoot was going to be, a black bear yeah that's like i thought for sure i was like okay like we're gonna either gonna get like the funny thing is like every other year but this year i i go out in september i see nothing but mule deer bucks that are not four points yeah every year because i can't shoot them i have to shoot a four point all yeah. i see is like spikes two points three points this year i'm with a guy who can shoot them I don't see any. We see one spike. That's crazy. it. Crazy. You think that's, that's weather? Because you guys have had it pretty hot. Do you think that was cause of it, or just one of those years? Dude, I haven't seen. I haven't seen any deer, really? like mule deer, like even in the fields, which is weird because like normally they're there in August, and I haven't yeah. seen them. But I've seen a shit ton of whitetails this year. So I haven't seen any elk either. Like even on my trail cameras, I haven't seen any elk. I got so, friends that are telling me that they're at the tops of the mountains and they've never seen them that high before. Yeah. So maybe it has to do with, maybe it, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe it's weather. Well, that picture on the, on that trail camera I sent you, it's high. Yeah. It's in high, uh, high, but that's where the North typically, I mean, that's where you find the bigger mealy bucks. But I mean, in September, normally we see, I see have some elk on my trail cameras. You see them down a little lower. But this year, just I haven't seen any. Same with like the does, the mule deer does. I I haven't seen very many. I have, not compared to like previous years. And it's funny I talked to my buddy JT and Lillowet, and like I mean, you know that guy. Like he's 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 like the muley guy. He sees more. He knows all about muleys. He sees more muleys than I ever have. He sees more muleys in a year than I ever have. Right? Wow. Like that guy's killed more more mule deer bucks than I've seen. So then he's like, man, I haven't seen any. And he's like, he's a muley guy. He's more of a muley guy than I am. That's, that's something else. 
Yeah, and he hasn't seen any. But he was telling me there's a four-kilometer stretch of highway that uh, is cl- is like kind of between his house and the shop. And he was talking to, um, I don't know if it's the highways or COs, but there was 155 mule deer hit on that stretch of road that they got called to go pick up this year alone. 155. That's nuts. That's a lot. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. He's like, yeah, man. That's Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, and while we were out moose hunting, we've now got Trans Canada coming down through Kootenai Park and for a reroute because the Trans Canada is getting widened in between Golden and Field. So in between, as you come through Kootenai Park, you end up in Radium, and then you head north to Golden. That's just the reroute. It's an extra hour and a half. The Trans Canada is just absolutely decimating the deer. One hundred. I mean, the elk too. There's more elk getting hit, but I think really? there's more deer getting hit than elk by a long shot. Like to the point where me hunting north is almost pointless. You start driving out and be like, "Oh, well, there's a spot I hunted, and there's three fresh blood spots there from yesterday." Like. It's crazy. They, yeah. they actually did. We had to uh, last year when the Trans Canada came through, uh, we had to freedom and freedom of information with the MOT Ministry of Transportation, uh, the numbers of wildlife that were hit in that stretch between Radium and Golden, which it's an hour and a half drive. So you're looking at, I don't know, whatever, 130 kilometers, something like that. And, uh, there was, they had a breakdown of it. I don't remember the number, so I'm not going to bother saying them because it won't be accurate. But the total animals in that one year was the same amount as the previous five years before the Trans Canada combined. That's, that's, yeah, founding. And it's like, what's the government going to do to help out with that? Like, I don't think gonna, they give a shit. I don't well, know. It doesn't seem like they do. I don't either. And the crazy thing is when you think about it, and this is fact, this isn't fiction. This isn't made up. Those numbers are only the animals that died within the ditch and the highway itself. Mm -hmm. Not the animals that got hit and made it over the fence line, which is a lot more because most animals don't get hit, you know, clean on like, of course, no, they get clipped and then they run off and they die that night or the next day. So, you know, the numbers are more than that. So to think that five years worth of highway collisions in one year, in what, not even one year in, because most of those collisions will happen within uh, uh, two, six or eight week intervals when the trans Canada comes through, because it's usually spring and fall when they try to do their work, they try to avoid the, all the construction and the heavy traffic times a year, which is good. Um, but the shitty thing is, is that springtime when all the calving and all the fawning and all the fawns are happening, yeah, all the animals are coming to the roads down low because that's where the fresh, the first green up is. Um, and then the fall time, like right now, it just started. And I think it is going to continue into December. Don't quote me on that. You can look online if you need to get the exact dates. 
um, but right through the rut that the elk are at right now, it's kind of the tail end of it. Yeah. But it's, it's still the elk rut, but the muleys and the whitetails haven't started yet. No. It's going to be dead smack in the center of all that traffic. So out here, what happens is a lot of migration happens. And yeah, you got those higher up ones that will come down eventually, but they'll the big boys don't come down to play till later on. Mm-hmm. But you get that big migration down here and everything comes down low and goes back and forth from the low swamp or from the low wetlands. And they go back and forth up to the high ground, down to the low ground. And they get smoked on the highways. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's... like in that, there's the one kilometer stretch down by the folks house there straight stretch. And it's like flat farm grassland on one side and flat farm grass grassland on the other side. And like, dude, you cannot, I have never driven that two kilometer stretch road and not seen a blood spot, not seen really? a re- remnants of a dead deer on that road ever. It's insane. Yeah. And you think like if you start breaking down like these areas of like four kilometers, two kilometers, like these little tiny areas that we see. And like I'm not counting all the other areas that I've drive driven past and like you might, oh, something got hit there. Cause I usually pick up on it right away. I'm like, oh, something got hit. Damn it. Yeah, Damn it. something got hit. But like uh, like how how many compound that like daily how many animals are getting clipped hit killed yeah. and you know it's just one more it's insane more, yeah i don't know like, i wonder it's a, like thousands and thousands a year like the mule deer i think the mule deer get hit more than anything oh yeah they're dumber than a stump yeah i think like they, they stand there longer like i think a white tail like obviously they get hit but i find the white tail bolt sooner than the mule deer as long as they're on the road like their eyes they lose focus right so like their eyes as soon as the light gets on them they they don't adjust quick enough so that's why they're they freeze yeah but like it's they're not in the middle of the road but yeah like during the day like a white tail yeah it's gone like but like a mule deer yeah like i've driven past mule deer and they're standing like standing on the side of the road and you're like fuck get out of the way yeah. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to swerve into oncoming traffic to, you know, as much as I don't want to hit a deer, but I'll take the deer over hurting my family or hurting yourself. And yeah, I mean, that's the reality, right? But yeah. it's like, just get off the flipping road. Yeah. I don't know. High fences. I don't know what the answer It's crazy. Is. Actually, today we were doing a little dig and I was talking to uh, old timer around here. He's a log truck driver and I heard him on the radio the other weekend when I was coming in and out of yeah. camp and stuff and he wasn't, uh, they weren't hauling where we were, but it's in our MU and stuff. And, you know, I was just like, what are you guys seeing? Like, just curious. Wasn't looking for, you know, like moose tips or anything like that, even though he would have, if yeah. I would have asked, I'm, but because of how little wildlife I saw where I, where we were hunting and what I know used to be there even 10 years ago, it's like, what are you guys seeing? Because those guys are out at 2.30 in the morning, all day, all, you know, all early morning. They see everything. Yeah. And he said he's seen a few whitetail. Yeah. That's it. He says he hasn't seen an elk and goodness knows, he, he has no idea how long. He said, we used to haul out here and he said, you wouldn't dare 
go ripping down the road as fast as you could because there was elk and moose and everything just running across the road this time of year. Like you're worried about wrecking your logging truck, you know, yeah. or damaging something because there's that many animals. And he's like, not that he goes ripping down the road, but he's like, I'm not even concerned about it anymore because that's how little is out there. And I was like, that's scary from a guy yeah. who's been around here a long time. He's seen the ups and downs and he's shaking his head. He's never seen it like this before. Yeah. It's scary. It, yeah, I don't know, man. It's in bad. It's in a bad state. I feel like that's, that's the number one issue in BC right now is the mule deer getting hit in the road. Like with mule deer, I mean, in terms of like the mule deer numbers are yeah. so low and them being at where they're at is that like the number one cause of it is road fatality. Yeah. It's, you know, and I know a lot of places are starting to do some of those overpasses or underpasses. But it just takes too long. Like they take too yeah. long to build. They take too long to get approval. They take too long to get the money to do it. And at the same time, you got to fence off areas to have those work. Well, yeah, you got to fence the whole highway all yeah. the way down. And and I, but used I mean, to... they, they have to be building it now. That's the problem. Oh, and like, yeah. they're not going to do it everywhere. And like, it seems like the areas where they're getting like a water getting hit, like that two kilometer stretch I was talking yeah. about, like they can't do that there. I mean, you, I don't but know. The crazy the thing is, I used to plow roads in Kootenay Park. So again, you're up for dark or in the dark, plowing all through the day. And they put up one of those fences and some underpasses uh throughout that park. And they were well used by all the animals. But the wolves figured out, and I'm not just saying anti-wolf this, I'm not that person. There's so many factors out there. This is just this is fact watching it firsthand listening to the other truck drivers who were there the first year it was put up my hats are off to the wolves because they figured out that they could pen the deer up against those fences oh yeah yeah they're smart buggers man yeah so the truck drivers would drive by and there would be like 30 deer trapped along the fence and the wolves would be sitting in the tree line and they'd pick a couple off and every single morning see three or four new like fresh dead blood spots and it's snowing out and you're seeing fresh red blood you know it's like just happened and so the year i came it was i guess the year before i started there it was an onslaught like just it was a massacre the amount of animals that were they had figured out how to kill them efficiently and there was one day i was plowing and this is broad daylight i'll say nine or ten in the morning and on one of these underpasses, the damn thing looked, it was a wolf. It looked like a giant house dog sitting patiently on the other side of this underpass. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh man, that's a wolf. Well, you know, that's cool. And we see all this stuff all times a day anyway, but it was just the way it was sitting. It was so nonchalant. And I looked at the other side of the road, which is fenced. And there's two or three wolves zigzagging in the tree line. They're pushing deer to that underpass is what they were doing. Yeah. And I only saw one wolf on the other side, but that's what it was doing. It was legitimately waiting. And these things are only like half a kilometer away. And it's just like, this, this is fact people. This is not 
this, this, this is not exaggerated. I've never seen anything like this before. And my, I tip my hat to them, like to come up with that kind of strategy for an app, for a predator to have half your pack. I'm going to assume on one side, one for sure. Cause I saw it and the other side pushing animals. Like that's what people do in the prairies and the, yeah, the woods for whitetail. They push the animals out to the well, other That's hunters. why they're so effective. And that's just like, that's one strategy that they develop. And like they yeah. develop strategies for all forms of topography and like and all sorts of terrain and wherever they are they they've learned about how to master it, killing well, deer. It's and like between that, like, yeah, that's the wolves. I mean, between yeah. the wolves, you know, loss of habitat, logging, bears, bears, cougars, cougars, cougars. Um, and then like roads. Yeah. I mean, I still think, I still think personally, I think more get hit on the road than, than anything else. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I just from like the amount, like guys I know talk to directly and yeah, there's a lot. I'm sure if you, if you're sure if you put a ticker on it for how many are hit a day. Yeah. And you wonder away. how long that's going to last. Like, yeah. Well, like that's it, it took how many years to, to grow those deer. And then just like that, boom, snuffed them out. Yeah. Two or well, three of them. Like, yeah. You know, like, a couple thousand are getting hit yeah. a year. And then you had wolves. But I mean, the wolf needs to eat. They, so yeah. that can't change. Cougars need to eat. That can't change. Bears. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a freaking, I don't know. It's scary. Tough. Yeah. I don't know what to Who say. Knows. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll wrap it up. Eh? It's been good to uh, catch up. Fuck it. It's been a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll try to, uh, we'll try to do better and we'll try to pump them out every week here again. Um, yeah. I've only got one more stint 15th, whatever it is to the 20th, 21st or whatever. Yeah. We'll just, and then it uh, kind of becomes more normal, like more work and just a, maybe a long weekend here and there. And yeah, like I'm going to be gone every single weekend. Yeah. Until probably the middle of December or end of depending on what white tails like, but I'll be gone every weekend. Um, We'll just try to get some guests on, and yeah, we kind of fell off the map. I think it's been like, fuck, it might even be like six, five, six weeks. Oh no, hasn't been that long since we. No, I think think it was just September was kind of a tough one. September was tough, um, but we got. I think we got an episode out. Didn't we get one out? Credo. We had one in hand. Yeah, we had one in hand there. We had uh, Credo, I think. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we got another one. I've been working on the editing, so we'll get that out. We'll get this one out right here. So. Okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you later. Okay, guys. I want to thank you again for tuning into the Focus Hunting Podcast. It's coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Quick shout out to the sponsors of this show: Vortex Optics, the best in optics. Period. AKU Boots, yoke to your feet. Now, if you guys go check out the uh, show notes, um, you're gonna find some promo codes. Use them. Save a bunch. And uh, if you guys could please leave us a rating and review, we really appreciate that. And uh, until next time, love you guys.